Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I am honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode six of season four of This Osteopathic Life. You'll notice, as you've clicked on this, that the title of today's episode, the theme, the content, the focus is Mayday, exclamation point. And you might notice that this podcast did not come out on Mayday as we might have expected or anticipated based on the more recent rhythm of these solo episodes. And there are lots of reasons for that. I don't know if we can call them good reasons or otherwise, but we'll go through that. It's actually part of why this is the topic that is featured here today. And the day we are actually recording and that this is being released is the 4th of May. So we could honor Star Wars Day here as a bonus. May the 4th be with you. And May is its own unique experience. There are all kinds of memes and videos and crazies about the month of May and all that it holds for the end of the school year celebrations and various events, Mother's Day, which is upcoming, and finale moments. And in our family, lots and lots, many, many, which is May with a little N thrown in there, birthdays. So it's a time of a lot of celebration. But let's take a moment and look at what this May Day moment means. And I'll share that from my perspective. That's the one that I have the liberty to offer. And this while it is delayed from the traditional May Day of the 1st of May, actually is kind of that May moment. And my original due date was the 1st of May, but my original delivery date was actually the 5th of May, tomorrow. In this moment, this day, the 4th, was a fascinating intermediary for me between the day that I graduated medical school the day I was first officially called Dr. Beaky. And it was this holding tank, this purgatory comes up and it really wasn't because it wasn't really torturous. It was this waiting space, this pause, this inhale perhaps between that moment, that finale in many ways, right? The culmination, that matriculation from all those years of study and rotations and evaluations and exams, and you finish that only to very much begin the journey of medicine in a very different way. And you go from that senior year of medical school to that intern year as a doctor, and you're taken from senior ranks to very much junior ranks. So that day had happened. And this day, the 4th of May, 15 years ago, was the eve of the day which I became a mother to a living child in the world. And of course, there are many ways to be a mother. And we could talk about that. And that would take many episodes, especially in this moment, 
and when so many decisions are being made about that. But when my firstborn made his earthly debut and drew his first breath. So there was this, this time between. And of course, it would have gone in the opposite order, right? Had due dates been respected or honored or observed, he would have arrived before that day. But so it was that it was four days after his expected date and two days after my official ceremonial moment of graduating medical school, taking the oath and being crowned doctor. And so it feels appropriate for this to be the day that the podcast is recorded. And I almost recorded it yesterday on the actual graduation day, but this pause moment feels more appropriate than that day itself, because that May Day, the 3rd of May, 2007, was its own thing, right? But the 4th of May, right, was this time between, time between celebrations, time between endings and beginnings, because it the birth of a child is the end of the pregnancy, which is its whole own experience as well. And that one was fairly tumultuous, right? First pregnancies can be, and mine had all kinds of challenges, such as gestational diabetes and preterm contractions and lots of evaluations and, you know, wondering what was going to happen. And of course, carrying that pregnancy through the final year of medical school had all its own adventures. So this May Day feels just right. We're going to look at it from the Goldilocks perspective. And so thinking about the different uses of May Day, and let's just go with the dates for now. So May Day, and you might think of the iteration that is most familiar to you, of course, but from the perspective of a European festival, that really is marking the beginning of summer. And today actually feels very much more appropriate for that because while it didn't begin with the summer temperature, it was... I think we clicked up to 36 degrees and it was bike to school day and it was cold, but it was sunny. And there is just something about the sunshine, right? That can automatically draw you into believing that it's going to be springy or summery. And our forecast does look favorable. I have a little bit of trepidation, hesitancy, skepticism that it's going to come to fruition. But for now, it's proposing that we're having this continuous and pretty marked increase in temperatures, 60s, and even then to the 80s, where then 60 will be the low, which I can't even wrap my head around that because we've had single digits not all that long ago in frozen bodies of water. So in any case, this was an ancient festival to mark the beginning of summer. And what I didn't know or notice or acknowledge or formally read or resource or cite is that it's the halfway point between the spring equinox and the summer solstice. And you'll know if you followed these episodes and seasons in the past that equinox and solstice are fantastic spaces for me. They mark lots of different challenges in noticing how things shift and change. So for this to be the midpoint between them feels, again, really right to be here and sharing on this day. And during our time in the Waldorf community, May Day was a big deal. Massive bouquets of flowers and flower wreaths and ribbons and ceremonies and wearing white and singing songs and playing instruments and gathering. And it would be various degrees of warmth and coldness, even in Southern Oregon, which generally is warmer than here in Northwest Michigan. But at the same time, similar parallels, right? And subject to the varieties of climate change in the tumultuous way that April may present themselves. 
So I can remember May Days where it was quite sunny and sunscreen and hats and sunglasses were needed and May Days that were quite chilly and putting all the layers under the beautiful white clothing was necessary in those that it rained and we had to find shelter. So thinking of all the different ways it can present itself. So perhaps you relate to May Day in that way. The beauty of the change of seasons and celebrating the blossoms and bright colors and pastels and whites and brilliance and beauty. There's that option for May Day. May Day has also been honored as International Workers Day to commemorate workers' rights and the importance of fighting for that and respecting that. And also, in some ways, standing up against capitalism, right? seeing how that comes into play. So maybe you think about May Day in that way. And I have to juxtapose in here my pre-Waldorf days, the May Day celebrations that I was able to experience were in Minneapolis with my brothers. And there were the May Day parades, which were extravagance and creativity and double-decker and quadra-decker, if that's the right word, bikes, which still baffled me how people could A, ascend and sit on the saddle and then B, ride them successfully, and puppets and artistry and all this beauty and unexpectedness. So I remember that as one of the earlier memories I have of May Day that just came through between those two. And then thinking about right what we need to do and thinking about books like The Jungle and The Iron Heel and appropriate hours and appropriate pay and seeing the progress that we've made and also like we're noticing in this moment a lot of the progress we haven't and sometimes the regression that has happened and perhaps we just present it differently right we successfully mask what we're doing thinking about that in medicine so there are work hour restrictions which have been enforced but then are they upheld and how do we treat one another from that perspective do we now dishonor the training that we have as insufficient so just thinking about mayday from that perspective what do we do to celebrate that international workers day and what are we acknowledging and what do we still have to do what advocacy is still pending for us to uptake and uphold so thinking about your celebration of may day and how those two might very much reflect one another how does the ease and beauty and blossoming of the season support the celebration of may day international workers day or international labor day and perhaps it is that importance of respite the importance of growth the importance of beauty and how do we infuse that into the work that we're doing how do we recognize the humanity in the work and allow that to be the driver for the laws that we put into place, for the policies that we uphold, for the practices that we implement, for the accountability that is in place, for the recognition of the why behind the rules that are there, and the importance of seeing the evolution. So we think about the beautiful May Day, right? that seasonal celebration, and we notice that it can shift that what is growing in that moment might change, that the needs of the season can evolve. And we can take that with us into the business space and say what we were doing before may no longer work. There are different needs here. There are different levels of growth and they require us to adapt, to be 
efficient and sustainable. So not looking at them as separate entities, but seeing how they can relate to and support one another. So now let's take a bit of a pivot and we'll step into May Day. And if you saw the exclamation point right in the title, you might have heard it as May Day. And you may have heard it repeated three times. May Day, May Day, May Day. A call for help, a distress call. And many of us know that that is what's used in airplanes or on ships, right? When the captain needs help and there's an emergency, that is how we draw the attention. And things I have learned about it in the investigation for this episode is that that call supersedes anything else. Right? So once that is heard, kind of everything else takes a back seat and the focus is there, which makes sense, right? You want to have that successful and efficient way to communicate. And thinking about why. Why is that what we say? Because now we know, right? We have been conditioned. We have the backstory. We have the history of the use of it. And so we know when we hear that, what it means. But why is that what was chosen? And what I have found, and feel free to share with me if you have other understandings of this, is it comes from the French word midair, M apostrophe A-I-D-E-R. And many, including my nieces, will tell me that I'm saying that completely inappropriately. But just noticing there, which means help me, right? So it's bringing that forward. So it's saying, we probably botched it, right? And so we went from Medea to Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. And that is why it is used as that distress call. So thinking about that and thinking about when you might say that out loud, what situations would you call out and make known to the world and have that supersede anything else that's being communicated from you outward to say, help is needed, come and help me. There is an emergency. There is a problem here. This is not going well. Have there been those moments in your life when you've had that outcry? And to whom have you spoken it? Has it just been to anyone within range who could hear? Were you more selective in who it is you expressed that cry for help to? And what was it that put you there? Now, of course, when we hear this, Mayday call, we might come to the boy who cried wolf, right? How do you know what, what is the meritable reason to use this? And can you know until it happens? Because sometimes we don't have the full story until the story is complete, right? And then it might be too late to ask for help. So just noticing when you tune in, what those warning signs might be, how you can begin to trust yourself along the way, And what might the Mayday call sound like internally? In coaching, we talk about the inner dialogue quite a bit. And we talk about noticing our own thoughts, not all of them, because there are a whole bunch, and that would be more than a full-time job, actually not even a sustainable way to be able to manage hearing and paying attention to every single one of our thoughts. But how do we get that highlight reel? How do we begin to notice which are calling for us to help? Come help me. And in what ways might our body, our mind, our spirit be calling out to us? Might it be in the way of an injury that slows us down, which can be so frustrating, but is it actually giving us an invitation to pause, to reset, to improve our mechanics, to evaluate our training, to recognize our choice of activity and make 
are selections from a more informed place. Brutal, yes, but sometimes necessary, I think yes also. How about our mind? What does our mind call out to us? And this one can be really fascinating because we might think it would be a simple cautionary tale. This, mm, is that a good idea? But sometimes it are the thoughts that I can't do this. And we might judge ourselves for that. But that can't might actually be the way our mind is cueing us into take a pause here and decide if this is the right thing for you. And sometimes, right, we'll get drawn in by that idea that we're incapable, even though we know we can figure most anything out, right? We can power through and muscle through. But when we get that constant call back to the I can'ts, maybe check in and see why, right? What about this? Maybe why shouldn't I do this? And we can talk about all the dangers of shoulds. But if we're thinking, I can't, maybe we stop and say, well, could I actually? And you might think, well, yeah, I actually can. But I'm willing to investigate why this is my thoughts. What could it be telling me? And it doesn't mean you have to stop. It doesn't mean you have to halt on your dreams or your plans, but you could do so more thoughtfully, right? And it might cue you in to a better path and it might be in that same direction or it might redirect you. What about your spirit? And we could talk about spirit in a lot of different ways, but what is that inner guide for you? And maybe we'll take this one into a feelings space and look at, right? What feelings are you having? And which of those are a mayday call? And again, these might surprise you. So maybe it's those feelings of frustration. And you might think, what? Right? Frustration is just me not dealing with my day well or people not doing what they're supposed to do. But perhaps notice if you're getting frustrated, what is that? What is that telling you? Is there some misalignment? Are you acting out of accordance with your values? Is there friction in a relationship that you're having? And why? Why is that there? And what can you tune into? So I encourage you just to take a moment. And if you're having a feeling you don't like, an uncomfortable feeling, rather than try to shift it, because sometimes we simply offer to ourselves, I don't have to feel this way. I could choose a different thought and a new feeling will arise. I would say pause look at it and say, what mayday call might be happening here? And this isn't looking for trouble where there isn't, but it's saying, right, there's wisdom here. I trust my internal knowing. What's coming up for me? What's percolating to the surface that I can acknowledge? And how might it actually be a really meaningful and helpful guide? So checking out those mayday pieces. Now for me, oftentimes that mayday has to come very loud, very clear, sometimes abruptly, and many times in a much more rudely interrupted pattern than I would like. And we've talked about messages and whispers in past episodes, but just noticing right, that oftentimes it comes in a pretty significant debilitating injury or illness, and it's not frequent, it's not often, but it's often enough, right, that it's worth checking in and saying, Right, what was happening just before this really loud mayday call? And what opportunity did I have there? And even if we have to get to that extreme point, right, that significant lay you up, knock you out mayday moment, even then, what is it offering you? Because it still might be keeping you from that most emergent and concerning experience. 
So just checking in with that. What have been your May Day moments in your life? And so one of the reasons this didn't come out, both because A, weather-wise, it did not seem like the start of summer until maybe today, and we're still pushing the envelope there. It's being very generous to call today's weather summery, but it was sunny, and there's some common letters in there. But also, on that opening of May, and if you have been with me these past few years, I will take up the challenge, self-imposed, of a 10K a day in May, literally because it rhymes, and because it's a nice number, a nice ring to it. And it's doable, but pushing the margins to either row or run or bike or accumulate weights. And I think maybe I've done something with swimming. Maybe it certainly wasn't 10,000 meters, but 10,000 strokes or something to that effect in the past. So it's doable, but again, it takes some extra effort and it's generally in addition to usual workouts, although sometimes we'll incorporate it within. And so ironically, or not, (laughs) on the eve of May, right, the eve of May Day, I was at a site where I had been in the fall, and it's an eight-mile loop around a body of water. Quite a pleasant run, actually. Eight miles is a great number. It's a 10K or more, right, 10K or greater. And I was there, and there was time, and I had all my stuff with me, to run. But I said, I'm going to save it because I don't want to run two days in a row. I don't often run even more than twice a week, any significant distance. And we could look at that as the source of the pacing that I haven't been able to you know, drop in um, minutes per mile in the last couple of years. So we can go there, look at the training plan. But I said, no, I don't want to run today because I want to start tomorrow, my 10K a day in May and Sunday's my running day. And you know, I'm going to save my run for then. Here's the note to self, (laughs) saving things. And we can't know. We can't know the future. And it's appropriate to plan because it would have been too much to run distance two days in a row for me, right? Stress fracture from a couple years back. One of those May Day body moments called me out on that, trying to add too many miles too quickly. But it just so happened that the Sunday I got really sick. I sick in a way I haven't been in a long time. I like couldn't get out of bed sick and not even the sleep in bed sick. Like they're so uncomfortable you can hardly sleep. And it was more than a day. And it happened literally as May Day ticked into being here in the Eastern time zone. I woke up around midnight, you know, leading into Sunday, coming into Sunday, Saturday night into Sunday. And I just didn't feel good. I thought, ugh, you know. And Sunday is pretty much always my run day, right? Sunday run day. Again, with the rhyming, just go with it. And I canceled the yoga booking I had had. And I was like, this just isn't going to go well. And I began to think, what did I eat? You know, and if my kids hadn't felt well early in the week and I took a COVID test that was negative and just, but why? You know, I had big plans for that Sunday. And if you're like me, first of the month, where you can start to sing the song, <laughs> get up, get up. Um, planning, right? And it's also a Sunday. That's the first of the month in the month of May. As we started out, it has so many things. So I was ready. I had a new pack of pens. My planner was sitting bedside. I was going to plan out the week and the month and the activities and catch up on some things and do all the physical activities for the day and launch 10K a day resolutely with the run, with steps, all the things. And instead, I could do literally nothing. (laughs) I was just able to be in bed 
and that was it. So we look at that warning to not save the run, right? Because all things considered, the 10K a day in May is up to me. And so maybe I could have banked it, allowed myself to have the eve of May count as a backup plan for May. But again, I don't often get sick and not really at all to the extent that I was. And so I couldn't know. And I don't judge myself for saving the run, really, for the sake of saving my knee. But also now I think, you know what? It's a lovely venue. You had the time. You had the equipment. You're feeling good. Just go run. Just go and run. And then maybe you switch your Sunday run day for a bike ride, right? So now we know. And I can think about all kinds of times, right, that I've saved something and then it doesn't work out the next day. So be in the moment, right? There's only ever this now moment. So we could take that lesson. That was my May Day signal. And I said to myself a number of times, I could be running right now, but I'm going to save it. So just tune in, tune into that inner knowing that's available to you. And so here I am on the 4th of May. And today I finally did crest a 10K in distance on a bicycle. And I got the 10,000 steps, I think both today and yesterday. But I did not work out those opening days of May. Again, tuning into that recovery, feeling much better on Monday, but much better than terrible isn't great, right? We could put that spectrum in place and it doesn't mean go get them and do all the things. It means be grateful that you can stand up for a number of minutes back to back to back (laughs) and see where that bar can quickly be reset. So those are the May Day moments and they can come loudly or they can be quiet, and just speak to you. And we're saying, Mayday, nope. Because I did. I postulated on the 2nd of May doing a workout. And you might also think, no, if you're aware of my way of being, doing the both of the workouts to make up for it. Right? So not only did I save the eve of May, I'm now trying to compensate myself, right? back pay myself for the opening day of May. And mind you, the only person tracking this is me. And why is it that I'm assessing these grades to myself? Where is the graciousness instead and in saying it was entirely reasonable? No 10K happened except maybe breaths that you took on that day, right? Because that was it. That was all that was available to you. And maybe thoughts, and maybe in a good way, maybe the thoughts were less that day because there was nowhere else to be, but really in my body and checking in and tuning in. So there were, there was fewer of those thoughts percolating on that day. And so we arrived on the 3rd of May, and that was my graduation day, 15 years. And that's a nice, I'll say round number, but it's a meaningful number, a decade and a half of being a doctor and all that entails and seeing how my career has evolved, how my understanding of osteopathic medicine has evolved and where my practice is. And we've talked about the clinical pause, but truly I see the way I am engaging in the practice of medicine now as really what I pictured from the beginning, but didn't have the words for or the context for or the programs or the awareness. It took all of those other steps to get there. But I can celebrate that May Day moment, that 3rd of May and what it brought to me all those years ago and how it's showing up in this now moment. And then the fourth of day finally brought this sunshine, this brightness, and it can make all the difference. So if you're somewhere where it's been gray, and that could be seasonally outside the clouds, 
or internally, right? Know that sunshine, even just a glimmer of it, even just the hope of it in the forecast can make such a difference. So look for that and recognize the power of that and see what you can do to find it for yourself. And if you can't, reach out to someone who might be able to share their sunshine with you in different ways, take you to where the sunshine is, remind you of what it's like, share a memory, reflect on the sunshine within. So know that the gray is not forever. And when you need that glimmer of light and you aren't able to tap into it yourself, there's so many resources out there for you. Reach out to them and come back here. Always happy to help provide that for you as we look to support the health of all things. And then tomorrow, which is nearly here, as I publish this, will actually probably be on the 5th of May in the Eastern time zone. And that May Day moment helped me for sure. I had so much help throughout the pregnancy and in the delivery process of my oldest and certainly on his arrival, I think to his first birthday, right? That May Day moment and the thank you presents I brought to all the guests because so many people were involved in that because as he was with me in utero during my fourth year of medical school, he was with me on the outside during internship year, which is its whole own experience. Again, we look at the international labor components and those cusps of season change and how much it means to have that village support you. So there was that mayday moment. And seeing even as we glance forward to all these May days and all the events, even this week, right? There's the bike to school today. And that's really just one of many events and culminations and celebrations and recognitions of all that the students have done this year. And it's amazing. And it can also feel like a lot and it's okay for it to be both. It's okay to love it all and also lament it all. It's okay to be fully engaged and supportive and also overwhelmed. And you don't have to be stuck anywhere in any of those. Just honor that full human experience and then check in and see what body, mind, and spirit is offering you May Day wise. And if you need support and if you need a pause and if you're able to contribute, fabulous. And I'm going to pause on that concept. We're going to bring contribute forward because I had an interesting discussion on that this week. So maybe we'll make that next week's episode. But just seeing how you relate to May Days. Right in here. May the 4th be with you. Celebrating Star Wars. That opening day of May. And how you approach it. What challenges do you uptake for yourself? What season change are you noticing? What can you honor about the work that you're doing? And how can you put some boundaries in place to protect yourself? To make that work sustainable for you. And enjoyable for you. That's allowed as well. To those May Day calls for help and the May Day recognition of the busyness, which is also the beauty and the opportunity of this season. So, thank you for your patience for being here on this May Day of the in between moment of celebration of my life 15 years ago and today. And please do share with me what May Day means to you. This is Dr. Millie Beakey with This Osteopathic Life. Thank you for listening.